Good morning, Vietnam. Remember those peaks we talked about? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 126 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and talk about video games. As always, I am Dan Dufernoy. As always, I'm joined by Dan LaMarca. Dan, how you doing? Doing great, Dan. Business as usual over here. Business as usual. And as always, I am joined by Shelby White. Shelby, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Howdy doody. Howdy doody. I gotta say, I just, that's how I was introduced. Uh, howdy, I doody. As I, howdy, I, I just gotta say this, and, and the, howdy, howdy. the the lovely <laughs> the lovely listeners at home don't get to experience this, but like we're really funny before the cameras, but I mean really before the microphones funny. are are playing. You know, we're like giggling and laughing and s- using our best bits, and then and then what happens? I don't know. Then I don't know. So anyway, let's just get stone faced. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking Easter Island in seriously. Here. so let's just talk about what we normally talk about guys we talk about video games here on this podcast and um i just want to bring this one game up i want to talk about elden ring you heard a little heard about a little thing called elden ring i hear that shelby has been turned uh (laughs) well i had a breakthrough or or turned i I had a breakthrough in the game that's for sure um you turned I don't remember where I left off on this because it's probably been like a month uh, since speaking about it and probably three weeks since playing it. Please but, set, um, set the scene for us, shall be this all right. through. Uh, it's, it's, I was just about to say it's, the scene is Midgard, but that's a different game. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so the last time I played, wherever I had ended up, I think I was fighting godrick uh, maybe mm. you know or the the grafted guy right that's yeah. godrick? godrick all right so i think that that's what i was up to and kind of like oh I, I know i can beat him but he's mm-hmm. he's he's getting me he's too quick and everything like that so i i went around exploring more uh trying to do the ever jails and stuff and and really trying to focus on um paying attention to what people are saying more and that's when i realized that the like all these emoticons that people are doing are not just for like nothing you know like you could actually some of them tell you here take this and use it somewhere mm-hmm. um so i ended up doing that and and uh santa claus told me to go into the woods after i found the wolf howling mm-hmm. <laughs> what a sentence <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so i did that and i ended up talking to uh man bear pig like a giant wolf man blythe blythe yes and I um, it's spelled like b-l-a-t or something like that b-l-a-i-d-d yeah there's yeah. Not, yeah um so i was Gaelic. talking to him and then then went on and continued doing shit and i hadn't seen him i was like all right whatever that was pretty cool um and then i started doing ever jails and all of a sudden it becomes a summon as to to one of the ever jail things mm-hmm. right on um to a guy that whooped my fucking ass the first <laughs> seven times I tried him too, um, and then he helped me out. And we beat him so easily, like so easily. And then Why you get his strong? weapon, yeah. And then you get his weapon, which is the most badass weapon I've found so far in the game. It's a good weapon. And um, and then I went and beat Godric on the first try with it. So. Wow. So it was like a breakthrough for me where I was like, okay, now I have something I can work with here. You know? <laughs> all right. So best game um, of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing, too, is I, it, the, the weapon has like bleed on it or whatever. Yeah. The, oh, those bleed, man. Bleed, bleed, bleed. But I had, I had been building up my own bleed on, on the weapons I was using. So I was used to it, which was nice because it's like boom, boom, boom. Once you finish that combo, you get a nice chunk of health gone. 
And uh, yeah, so this completely helped. And then I spent time like upgrading everything else. Um, and that's that's just, and then I just kept exploring. Is it and, this uh, sword like like the curvy looking? Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite. I forget the name of that sword. Is the the guy that you were fighting to get it had like the had lo- it? Yeah, yeah. He had like the long tongue. Look, like he was like a chameleon looking guy. It was a while ago. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know any of these names. I... He was like a wolf man. That was like my favorite. Yeah. Another wolf man, I guess. That was my favorite weapon. I used that the entire yeah. game. Then I fought. There was this dude in Ever Jail that was pissing me off so much because he was so easy to hit because he wasn't fast, but he would literally summon like the sun and it would just follow you. And it was so annoying because if it touched you, it was a one shot kill. So you had to run away from him. And then like, if he hit you once with his whatever weapon it was, I think he had like an axe or a hammer or something. If he hit you once, you would fall down and then he'd go like spit fire on you four times in a row. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it was literally like you almost had to do a perfect run on this guy. And he wasn't hard, which was the most infuriating thing it was like all i need to do is just land a couple combos and not let them touch me a little rule of thumb in these games is if someone's one-shotting you you should probably come back yeah (laughs) well and that he was another one that now that i had this other weapon i whooped his ass because uh i don't know what it is this one i was able to break his his uh posture posture, or something you know I don't know what it's called in this game. I just related yeah, it to. It's good enough. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I'm at, and, and and I haven't played in almost a month. But it's um, it's it's becoming something where I can now explore more and actually deal damage. I, st- I did try to fight that stupid fucking dragon in the ruins nearby in the beginning of the game. Yeah, in God, the lake. Fuck that guy. That <laughs> dragon is ridiculous. Algeal. You can't even like. <laughs> you literally just have to get up and I don't know, chop his feet the whole time. Or wait something. till you, wait till you're like eighty hours in, and yeah. then you're like, I'm gonna go fight that dragon again, and it yeah. just takes two hits. Just the, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's a good feeling. Uh, but yeah, so and I'm doing a lot of the caves and stuff like that. And, it's annoying when those red guys come in and you're just like, oh, look at this cave I found. And then a fucking guy comes in and beats your ass. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, I'll come back to this one. Shelby, I'm so glad that you agree this game of the year. I'm really, really glad. <laughs> it's pretty much what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's Elden Ring. Elden Ring? All right, that's Let Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Let Elden Ring. I like that. Um, let's talk about another game that starts with an E. Escape oh. Academy. What a segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Escape Academy is basically a first-person escape room simulator. It's like the idea. Um, it was on Game Pass. I decided to give it a shot. It was also on that uh, demo um, that demo Steam Next Fest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I heard some people giving it some good buzz. I saw some reviews for it. So I, I grabbed it on Game Pass played a little bit um it has a cool setting and cool trapping for like an escape room game it's like hogwarts for people that like escape rooms is how i'd pitch it i like hogwarts (laughs) and escape rooms so it's basically like you do this escape room and it's like super easy and you open the door and the person that like let you into the escape room and it's like run down. It's like an old video store looking place. They're not at the desk anymore. And so there's like another, the real escape room is now. And it's like a test. You know, if, if a person can solve this escape room rather than just walk out the front door and say, oh, I guess the person that was working here is on break. Then they gain entry to the escape academy. So you do that test. 
and it's cool the way they have it set up it's like timed so it's like every every puzzle you have every escape room you have it's like okay you have 20 minutes to do the escape room and it'll give you like little check marks when you complete parts of it and it's oh you know anybody has done a real life escape room you're going to be familiar with this it's not like doing anything totally reinventing what mm-hmm. an escape room is but it's it's super fun you know it's a cool thing i think it's a little bit like stiff it's it's like an indie game first person it feels you know what it feels like a game we're going to talk about later is power wash simulator but it feels like a simulator game okay in the way you move around it where it's like very like stiff camera controls weird you know like it's not like a super smooth polished experience but the escape room puzzles and everything around it i i really do like i did fall off of it just because i'm playing other stuff um but i played maybe three or four of the escape rooms and was like wow okay they're doing something cool here and um yeah, I think that's all I kind of really have to say about Escape Academy. Nice. That's one of our July games. It's our game? July yeah. episode. Oh, I mentioned that it's our July episode. That's all right. Then. There's something I do want to mention, though. It's our it July episode. It has nothing to do with video games. <laughs> this water that you left for us is like is perfect. Yeah? It, it tastes amazing. It tastes amazing. It's the perfect like, it's temperature. It's exquisitely tasteless. It's that's really right. <laughs> amazing. So I just wanted to shout out. out. Shout out to BJ's and Wesley Farms. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Next game I want to talk about. Holy moly. So this blew my mind. I saw it on the list. Into the Breach was a game from 2018. That's right. That we adored. We even had, back in the days when we were actually using cameras, we had our own like video series on Into the That's Breach. Right. This is when we were really prolific. <laughs> yeah. Back and, when we had a lot more free time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw it on the list and I was very, very intrigued by this. I know. Both you and Shelby separately said Into the Breach was playing that. Yeah. But you can't get this on the... Oh, I'll just let you. Dan, how are you playing Into the Breach? <laughs> the reason this game's on this list... Yeah, why is it on the list? Is because it came out on mobile for the first time. That's insane. So it's part of the Netflix suite of games that they were releasing... I talked about Point P a couple of maybe two show episodes ago, maybe last episode, I don't remember. That's a Netflix game. You literally, once you download it, you, you you jump into the game and it pops up your Netflix account and says, oh, who's playing? Dan, D, you know, like go through the family. So is it that way? You download the game from the store do it, or do you go it's on your Netflix so app? So how do you do stupid, it? stupid the way oh, that really? they do it. Oh, Not only do you have to download the game through the App Store, yeah. not through Netflix. Okay. But if you search into the breach in the app store, it's not the first result because it's called Netflix into the breach (laughs) and it like shows you three other things and it's crazy, but it is free with a Netflix subscription. And I mean, it's one of the best turn-based strategy games of all time. It is amazing. It is a beautiful game and they added a bunch of stuff. They added like four new squads mm-hmm. of mechs for you to play as. They added um, like new abilities, uh, new objectives, like a bunch of new stuff. Dang. It's super cool. That's awesome. And not only is it yeah. one of the best games. Yeah, it's like a like, definitive version that Netflix Oh, Of an incredible not, yeah. game. That's and it's cool. on your phone, which is the perfect platform for this. It w- runs 
incredibly well on the phone. It works super well with the touch controls. I was just about to ask, are you playing with like the backbone? Or are you playing, playing with, with touch? Touch you can play anywhere. It's, fine. it's perfect. They designed it so well. It makes you double confirm everything so you're not accidentally doing something. It makes you hit the attack, like the weapon, mm-hmm. when you want to attack. Like it's just it's just great. That's good. It's really good. It sounds like they, they they put all the thought that they needed to to make it mobile worthy. Yeah, they right. certainly did. And I mean, Into the Breach is really damn good. <laughs> it's really, really, really good. I'm I'm downloading it. Oh, <laughs> I've been playing Cornhole Toss on uh nice. on mobile. On your phone? Nice. Not as fun. <laughs> I might say Into the Breach is a little a lot of ads. <laughs> um, Dan, how did you find it? So what I did, I went on the App Store. Okay. And then, yeah, I typed it into the breach, and it comes up Netflix into the breach. Mm. Thank goodness I recognized that, that mech. It came up right away for you. It came up right away. Then there's also when it ne- first Netflix Point B. Great game. Townsman. It probably just needed that little push to, to be the top result or something, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you were one I of the first I did it people. the first or second day. Gotcha. And gotcha. it was really hard to find. It was annoying. Dan, do you, I would highly recommend Point B as well. Point B? I'm going to download that Point too. Point P or Point B? Point P. Point, one word? One word. Okay. Point P. P-O-I-N-P-Y. A juicy arcade platformer? It's really good. Why is it juicy? It's really juicy. <laughs> Speaking of juicy, have you heard about the recall on Capri Sun? Oh. What happened? No, bring it in. So game related. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> they said they recalled like 5,000 cases that oh, might have no. had cleaning product in them. So oh. don't drink Capri Sun. So is it instead of Capri Sun, it's cleaning product? <laughs> or no, is I, there a little bit I, of cleaning it, product? In I would Capri hope Sun? it may contain because that would be insane. <laughs> Take a slurp. <laughs> <laughs> they said oh. beach, but this sounds like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, into the breach. Speaking of bleach, breach. <laughs> the breach. Um, it, I mean... If you have any interest in a tactics game, I, we talked about it a lot the year it came out. We talked about a game of the year that year. They had videos of us it playing is it. It is a one of the most well-designed games of all time. Like it is a perfectly designed game. You can like it is like the evolution of chess. <laughs> That's how like good of a design it is. It's incredible. That's amazing. So please play Into the Breach if you have not. Anyway, as I'm getting into the breach setup, <laughs> Dan's now playing into the breach instead of podcasting. <laughs> Let this us is the power of into the talk. breach. It's amazing. Um, I'm very excited because when we played it last, I mean, I just I love that game so much. It's I excellent. love that so much. And the problem is, I have it downloaded on a computer, so it's like, well, I can't bring my computer with me everywhere, but I can bring my phone. With me everywhere but now. into the breach is designed in such a way you play these bite-sized levels. Yeah. It's perfect for the phone. It's perfect for the phone. Like, oh, I got 10 minutes. Let me do a level. Perfect. It's incredible. It's perfect. Incredible. Incredible. Let's talk about something else that's incredible. Triangle strategy. You know what? It is incredible. Talk to me about triangle strategy. So I had, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I've been like dipping back in a little bit. I didn't really talk about it, but I beat it. I beat Triangle triangle Strategy. Strategy. That's right, because you started it last time, right? So I played it in March when it came out for like 20 hours. Okay. And then I was like dabbling with it in like June and July, like a little bit here, a little bit there. And then I had, you know, I had a little more time uh, over a stretch where I was away from the house. And, you know, what do we got on the Switch? Let me pull up my Triangle Strategy. All right. Jump back in. 
totally fell in love with it again. I this game so the tactics in the game I got to tell you if you're a fan of Fire Emblem this game is there are very few games that do the Fire Emblemy tactics stuff in the like to the same level that Fire Emblem does and Triangle Strategy does do that because it's a lot of strategy games have like and again I'm saying strategy games what I really mean is tactics mm-hmm. tactics games have like typically they'll have like um what do you call it when it's like a, a template like a class basically right so it's like all right I have you know I think about Xcom it's like I have my up close and personal class that could have shotguns or swords right. I have a sniper class mm-hmm. I have the heavy gunner. I have a healer. Like you have your classes and then you probably have two or three of each of the class to make up your whole crew in triangle strategy, much like a fire emblem, each character is their own unique class. Basically, you know how fire emblem was like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh yeah, I have this person that is, you know, an archer. Yeah. Like this is my archer. And if there's another archer, they play totally differently. Mm -hmm. One's like a straight, power shot and one's like a far reaching shot you know what i mean that's what triangle strategy is and as i started to play more and more i started to really like the characters and their interactions and what i'm so impressed with with this game is the the difference like basically it's your classic you know mass effect of like oh you can make all these different decisions but at the end, it's going to end the same, right? Everyone always, it's like, a, it's like a diamond. It gets really wide in the middle, and you feel like you're in a totally different spot if you made different choices. There's no control. But by the end, you reach the same point. This game, you can really do a lot of different stuff. And the endings are crazy different. You're siding with different factions. You're doing totally different stuff. I really, really loved it. Wow. Yeah, I really, really loved it. I think they do a lot of cool stuff with upgrading the classes um new abilities for the characters as you level them up i i just really felt that by the end i was like this was like one of my favorite like tactics you know rpgs that's high praise do you know who does it who the developer is it's the same people that did octopath oh right okay so it's got that like whimsical fantasy yeah and it's got the same beautiful hd 2d no kidding um the game is very good. And you like related to the character. Because I feel like with Octopath, there was like a little bit of... Uh, the characters weren't as well fleshed out. I agree. So what I would say about this game, and I remember making fun of it in March because of the characters' names. Like your, your crew is made up of uh, Gustadolf is one of your one of your characters' names. Um, Serenoa. Um, it's like all like really european fantasy like up their own butts (laughs) kind of thing and the first chunk of the game and i don't want to i know this is like the shittiest thing to say but maybe like the first 10 hours gameplay is great right away Mm -hmm. but the story it's cheesy and it's like you're like okay i guess i don't need to care about this story and then as you get going and things happen in the story and there's like it feels almost like a game of thronesy like twists and turns and backstabbing and and the cool thing about it is because you're making these decisions that are changing the course of the story it's 
completely different. Wow. Like your allies may be your enemies if you make different decisions for literally the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and things that happen may destroy a city that otherwise would be a place that you visit multiple times. Like, you know, a lot of serious stuff like that. There's repercussions. And then you realize like, oh man, I've been with these characters for a lot of the time. I really like what the story is. I like where my characters are headed. I I just really dug it. Like for me, this game is, it put itself above what I expected. I, I saw this game from a mile away. I was like, all right, I like this game. I love tactics. This is going to be one that I'm like, ah, I wish I could have fit it on my top 10. Like it's going to be an 11, a 12. Is that good though? That's again, that's high praise. This year's shaping up to be quite a year. Yeah. But now that I beat it, it's like my number six. Like it's excellent. From that year? Like right now. This oh, is yeah. this year. That's... Triangle strategy was this year? Yeah, March. Oh my God. This is a long yeah. year. Sure, yeah. it, is a lo- it is a long year, actually. Yeah. But so for wow. me, I'm like, yeah, this game is very, very good. Yeah. Like, I really, really like this game. Wow, nice. Um, and it's a big ask. I think for me, even being like pretty adept at these types of games, I think it took me, my final time was like 48 hours, 50 <laughs> hours, something like that. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. But it was well spent. A lot I enjoyed of hours. It. Said the 90-hour Elden Ring players. <laughs> well, you know. You know. That's, that's different. And these um, were the makers of Uno, you said? Uno? Yeah, these people made Uno. That's right. Uno, Uno try. They so, also created Dos Equis, the beer. Well, they did Octopath. Octo. Now they did Triangle. Right, right, And if right. you remember, the way that both of these games were announced was Project Octopath Traveler. So everyone's and Project like, oh, Triangle Strategy, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my god, they have to rename that. Right. And then they don't. <laughs> they just take the project off. Nice. Um, but yeah, I I think this game's fantastic. And I think I think a lot of people would overlook it as just like one of those RPGs. But I think it's really, really good. And liking the story as much as I did, and the music is excellent throughout, the visuals are excellent throughout. I just think it's like a really good package. I think it's great. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. That's awesome. It's excellent. All right, triangle strategy. Thank you for that, Dan. Yeah, we should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a throw a little audible here and an talk audible. about Live Alive right now. Please do, because it's also an RPG, also on the Switch. All right, please do. Uh, so Live Alive is Live an interesting Alive. case. This was a game that was. It was a. I believe, and I'm sorry, the details are a little fuzzy, but I believe it was a Square RPG that was only uh, released in Japan in the 90s. And now it's, for the first time, released in English in in the U.S. It's like a Mother 3 situation that we're still waiting for? Yes, yes. Or like a moon. Or a moon. Which, man. I still got to play that game. How come I haven't played that game? That game's good. (laughs) Um, But, so Live Alive, it's it's a turn-based game. It's... um, it's fucking weird. Yeah, I, I, had a, no, <laughs> I really snuck. I was over. legit startled for a second there. That was fun. Uh, it, it's Sorry. this game is fucking weird. It's really really weird. So it is from the from the get go. You start the game and it's it says pick one of these stories and there's seven different characters and it tells you the time period that you're going to be playing in. So it says early as like you play as a caveman. And it's as late as like 
you're playing in the far future, like in space as a robot and everything in between. And you can play them in any order. So you're deciding like how you want the game to go. And they're wildly different from each other as far as like tone and, and what you're (laughs) trying to accomplish when you're the caveman, there's the whole story is told without any dialogue. It's just like the text box will pop up over their head and it's just like emoticons and the character like emoting. And basically the whole story of that one is like, you're this caveman in this village and this girl finds her way into the village and you are like fall in love with her <laughs> and then antics ensue. <laughs> like, it's like so strange. It's got a great sense of humor. It reminds me, I mean, it, I, I think there was some, and again, I probably should have checked this out before, but I think there was some of the key development team of Chrono Trigger worked on this game. Oh, man, well, I got to get it done. And the, uh, do me a favor, look up who did the music because... The Bowie Matsu? Yes. For real? No. (laughs) Shimamura? Who is that? See, I'm wrong. But Uh... the person that did this music did a lot of the soundtracks back then, and this soundtrack is so fucking good. Shinimura, the guy who, yep, he did Final Fight and Street Fighter 2. Dude, it is so good, the soundtrack. And everything I played of it so far, it is, I'm going to tell you this, they did a, they up-resed it, they did an HD2D type of thing for this too. To- looks totally different. Yeah, I'm looking at a comparison right now between yeah. the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo Switch version. Huge difference. Oh, yeah. But it looks great. I love what they've done with it. But the gameplay itself does not appear to have changed much. I think they guide you a little bit more. They added, like, a map system where, like, you have a little compass in the bottom right that will guide you to, like, an orange flag. You know, like, little quality of life stuff is very welcome. But the gameplay itself, I feel, you feel that it's dated as you're playing it. And there's some interesting stuff. It's very strange. You're like on this big grid moving around as you're doing battle. Like it's a huge grid-based thing. And every tile that you move, it like every every character, your characters and enemy characters have like an ATB meter. And every tile you move when it's your turn, everyone's ATB meter fills up a little bit. And if you're moving... And it fills, then that enemy will attack before you get a chance to. Um, so there's some cool like push pull there. I I've been enjoying it a lot, but it, like I said, it feels like a '90s RPG. So just know that going in. But I played three of the seven stories, and I I assume that after you beat the seventh, there's like an eighth with everything. Secret one, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have a final verdict yet. This is one of the big July games for me. You know, obviously it came out in the 90s, but never came out here. So it's not going to be on our on our top 10. But as we talked about with Cuphead, you talk about it. it could be, well, I'd like to talk about it, but I think it may be qualifying for some of the ancillary categories. There you go. I just want to, for one sec, I've, I said Shinomura. Shimamura. Her name was, her name is Yoko Sh- Yeah. Shimamura. Shimamura, yeah. And she uh, most famously did the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts and uh, the Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2. She also did. Street Fighter 2 is a pretty iconic she soundtrack. She also did Super Mario RPG and she did Mario oh. and Luigi. Or the uh, Dude, Super, Super Mario Saga RPG, and, what a soundtrack. So she's amazing. 
Like she really. And this uh, one is right up there with all that. Like it is so freaking good. She's, she's There's like some crazy guitar riffs and like weird spots. It's like really cool. Wow. So we'll be talking plenty about that soundtrack. Yeah, she's got quite a catalog. Don't you worry. But yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Live at Live. I don't want to go crazy on it. And anything you want to talk about with the story is a spoiler. There's not much you can say. It's it's a cool game that I think fans of those old Square RPGs, I think, should definitely pick this up without reservation. Does the title make any sense to anything in the game? You know, not yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say for sure. But yeah, I don't even want to talk about like what some of the other things, like other eras or story, are about, because there's some really we. I I will say this is this is the last thing I'll leave it on. Tonally, it is all over the place in a really strange and interesting way. Like you will like be dealing with like kids in an orphanage that are you know like doing not doing well, and then someone will make a poop joke like five minutes later. Like it's like all over the place in a, in a fun and like silly way. Like it's a very silly game, but when it wants to be serious, it seems to be doing it well. So yeah, live alive. I'd like to, uh, I'm excited to continue it and, uh, report back when I'm done. Awesome. Look forward to it, but well, thank you for that. You got it, man. It's amazing. Yeah, you got it, dude. You got it, dude. All right. So the next game I want to talk about is stray. Now, we've all played Stray? Uh, not really. Barely. <laughs> okay. I've beaten Stray. I've beaten yeah. Stray as well. So, Dan, let's talk about Stray and Shelby. We still want your music. Spoil away. As, as well. Dan, I want you to talk about Stray. So, let's talk about Stray. So, this was the game that I feel like they were talking about for a bit now, maybe a year or two. Took Anna, the internet by storm. It did. Annapurna was putting it out, so we all, you know. Annapurna. Oh, is that why they did it? No. (laughs) (laughs) They named their entire company like 10 years in advance for this one game to come out. That's right. That's beautiful. Um, So, yeah. So, it's it's an open world game. Well, Hmm. it seemed to be an open world game where you play as a cat in a future dystopia. And, you know, you're just sort of going around and you're meeting all these robots in this beautiful neon futuristic environment trying to find your family yeah so in the three four hours that i played it i truly enjoyed playing as a cat maneuvering around these beautiful uh blade runner-esque environments Mm -hmm. trying to find my family go ahead that's probably all i gotta say about it (laughs) i I really, really did enjoy it. It does, and I know this is people are gonna laugh when I say this, but like it really does. It is fun to play as a cat. Like there is like a there is like a subtlety and a novelty to that, and I think they do it very well. Um, I think they that is the strongest part of the game is that they they play into the fact that you're playing as a cat in every way. Mm-hmm. Like they stack bottles along the edge of a building top just so you can like bang into them and knock them down. <laughs> like, you know, rub up against them and knock them over. Like everything you do, it's very authentic to like anybody that's been around a cat. Right. Like that is that is the strong suit of this game is like they nailed that. 100%. There's a uniqueness and a novelty to it. I think the best way to describe like what the game is, is by comparing it to a play dead game. I think it's most akin to like a limbo or an inside, mm. even though the camera is not, you know, a side scrolling 2d. It, 
is that same sort of like platforming puzzle adventure that only those games really do. I mm-hmm. think this kind of fits in with that. That's fair. Um, and I, I really, I think it is a very good game, but it's one of those that just left me with, it, it doesn't leave you thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I liked it. I thought they told a cool story. I thought they had some interesting characters. I think there were great moments. And I'll look back on it and be like, yeah, that was a cool game. Mm -hmm. Mm. I will never look back on it like, wow. You know, like, it doesn't leave you thinking about it. That's that's the best way I could could describe it. I actually, the... I only think I think about it, especially the ending. I just think about I was a little soured on the ending. I think Mm. you go through. I don't want to give any spoilers, but you go through so much. I don't know. You just love animals, or you know, these cute little cats. You know, so something happens in the beginning of the game, and I don't know. I I thought that by the end of the game, there might be some sort of reconciliation and resolution to what happened in the beginning of the game, and there wasn't. So it left me a little hollow, a little empty. Yeah. Um. But what I do appreciate about the game, though, for a game, so I did think the game was going to be open world. But I think from what you were saying about played it, that makes a lot of sense. Where like it, it gives you this scope. It gives you this feeling of like grand scope, but you're pushing a very linear mm-hmm. direction. Um, I guess maybe Ocarina of Time could be akin sure. to that sort of where like it just seems, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. It's so big, but, but really, th- yeah, you're pushed in a in a certain trail. And the reason I talk about like a limbo type of thing is because it gives you like a, okay, you're in this area mm-hmm. and here's a set piece, an action thing that's going to happen. And then it's a puzzle, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, figure it out. You have a little, little open area to kind of tool around and figure it out. Um, and yeah, I, I did like, it's not particularly challenging in any way. The puzzles are not difficult the gameplay is not difficult like there's just it's just like a very like frictionless experience you know you're just kind of like going through it and and the playdate games are like that in the good way like they're just like you're you're going through it you're going through it where it's almost like uh you're on the edge of your seat the whole time like oh god like what's gonna happen whereas this one is like just kind of like going through the motions you know right and but i really do think that there's some interesting story there in in some of those spots that I, I did like. I also want to shout out that the soundtrack is very, very good. It is very good. Very good. Uh, I also think the game looks really good. I do. And I, to piggyback, piggyback, piggyback off of that, I, I like that the environments <laughs> never got stale. I feel like each section that you mentioned, it was different. It wasn't like, oh, they're recycling this. It was always unique. It was always different. Yep. Um, you never got bored as far yeah. as the environments were Definitely. concerned. Definitely. Sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to pick you back. No, you didn't. But I, yeah, I, they do a couple of things, like give you gameplay mechanics here and there, as opposed to just platforming. Um, yeah, they never like really worked that well. They're not like super tight. Um, it's, it's like, it's like everything they did, it was like adequate to be like a, Hey, this is a good game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is, in my opinion, the quintessential seven out of 10, like where you could just be like, yeah, that's a good game. Mm -hmm. I think most people would enjoy playing that game. Yeah. It's not something I'm going to be like, you need to play this. Right. 
but it's not something I'm going to be like, stay away from. Like it's it makes just, more sense. It seems like a nice little tested out game for PlayStation to now have that day one release sort of. Yeah. Right. Cause this has got to be one of their first with, with the new format that they're doing. Like this has to be with a, the PlayStation plus. Extra. Yeah. With the, with yeah. the new extra and premium. With, I think it came. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you know, yeah. how, like Xbox has been doing their game pass day one releases. Mm-hmm. This is now PlayStation's new formatted. This this is a new release, and it came right to extra or premium, whichever one. Yep. Day one, you know. So it's like, and it's and it's a good game. I know? think this is a good. That is a great way to play this game. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I think it's like if you if you want, are on that service, similar to what we would say about Game Pass. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, this game is on there, and it's good. I think it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like Dan said, three to five hours. I enjoyed it. To me, I was like, I, I think it was a good experience. It don't overstay its welcome. I wasn't left wanting more. I was just kind of like, okay, that's a that is a good game that I probably will forget came out this year when we when we look back <laughs> on like, oh, what are the games that came out in 2022? Yeah, it, this will not be on that list. Does it make you want to have a cat though? No, I really kind of maybe want to have a cat a little bit. Yeah, I grew up with cats. Did you? Oh, cats yeah. and dogs. Yeah, living together. Good movie. That's beautiful, man. That's a, you know that's a beautiful thing. I just <laughs> uh, hear here to that day. <laughs> Amen. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. So that's Stray. I, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about it, Dan? No, it, I was really looking forward to Stray, and I, and I don't I don't think it was a disappointment. I wasn't disappointed by it. I I, th- I just want to. Yeah. I think that's really important. There was a few games that came out this year that I was really looking forward to that were brutally disappointing. Yeah, but I this was... one wasn't really the cat's meow, was it? No, it wasn't the cat's pajamas. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. I, I really think I think we're sounding more negative on it. I I enjoyed playing it. Like yeah. I I this is like I wasn't like yeah I could have skipped that one. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I played it. This is the problem that I find with anything that I'm interested in, right? Where I'm the kind of person that I'm either really, really excited about something or I'm really, really not excited about something. So when I'm just sort of neutral about something, people automatically think that it's like negative. I think if we take all of that so far into its own excerpt, like out of context, we could just title it average. And I think that would be a good title. (laughs) There weren't a lot of positives or negatives said about anything. So there it is. That was Stray. That's Stray. Does a cat have a name? Nope. Nope. The cat's name is Average. You have like a cool it. little You've robot. You've heard it here buddy. first. You do. <laughs> What's his name? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. That's a problem. I don't even remember. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. I think they might make a second one. They might make straight two. What is that thing's name? It's like a, you know how BT. Oh, uh, one of those. It's, it's like, like a little robot AI gotcha. thing. But it's like that wait, wait, name. Wait. It's like the we'll name is like, you know. BK1 or something. Take over the show for a few minutes. You know what I mean? Stray robot. Man, you know what was good? Titanfall. Tough. Titanfall 2. Stray's 10 best robots. What made you think of that? (laughs) BT. B12? (laughs) Vitamin B12? B12. That was a a robot's name. name. Yeah. Wow, they they oh, decoded right. somebody decoded the robot's language. There might be more to this game than we think, Dan. Oh, oh I heard I heard people did that before the game even came out. Oh, really? Yeah, there were like people just. They said it was a very basic, not very complex. Yeah, they said it was very basic. Oh. Oh. Well, Say no tunic. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> on that note, let's talk about our next game, guys. Sure. Who enjoys power washing? 
me. I, I actually really do. I haven't played this game, well, but I, I, real life it, power washing is it's great. It, it scratches so it scratches a crazy itch. Well, let's talk about the power wash <laughs> simulator. Does it scratch that same itch? So I'm playing Power Wash Simulator. It's on Game Pass. Oh, okay. And I picked it up because you know I gotta I gotta preface this. I gotta say preface. For my whole life thus far, I have never understood people saying like, you know, I don't want something that's going to take up too much of my brain. I don't want something that's going to do this. I'm tired. I want to just do something like blah, blah, blah. I never understood it because I was like, you know what? We have a Ghost of Tsushima for that Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's still a good game. It's still satisfying to play. It's engaging. But you can do a you can listen to a podcast. You can hang, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have that. I'm like, I don't want something so passive, yeah. like a simulator game. Like, Who wants like, that? That's like crazy. Goat simulator, yeah. aren't they? Like on their third one, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so, Power Wash Simulator. I, I I downloaded it, and I have found that I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, or I've had a rough year, <laughs> or what. Oh, but Power Wash Simulator. Sometimes I just come home tired i'm like let me just let me crank up the hose get the right <laughs> nozzle on and just go to town that's what i say every day that's right wild that's, <laughs> and so what i do i what put on i put on a little blank check episode of something i want to listen to and i just power wash away and well, that's it, just, people. You've heard it here. We officially started in 2017, and Dan is now a dad playing Power <laughs> Wash Simulator. There's something about it, man. It it is just it it is so satisfying and relaxing. I just find it like zen. I'm like hanging out. I'm really glad. So it really simulates the. It you know what? Of, and you have to get wet. And what your arms aren't tired the next day. <laughs> it's great. What are you power washing? So all right, let me walk you through what the game is. So it starts off with. You're in somebody's garage and you're power washing their car. Okay. That's your first job. And the cool thing and the weird thing is, so you're working on this job. It's a tutorial job and you can change. I'm playing on Xbox. It's on PC for Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass. Uh, You control it like you hit RB to change the nozzle from a zero to 15 to 25, you know, different, different spray. Anyone that's ever power washed before knows exactly what I'm talking about, but it basically changes the pressure and the angle. So if you do a 45, you're going to cover a lot more surface area, but you're not going to be hitting it as hard. Right. So if the grime is really on there, you need that zero to, to get in there. So you're power washing this car. It has a great system where you you hit LB to change it from vertical to horizontal. You hit RB to change the nozzle. Um, you can hit up on the D-pad to make it so that you're, you stay still and the hose just moves <laughs> versus like doing a normal you know first person control of moving the left stick to move yourself and moving the right stick to move the thing that's for like the fine areas that you want to really get into and then there's a d-pad button that highlights all the dirt because you have a progress bar starts off zero and you got to get it to 100 percent clean and as you're power washing you not only are getting the total percentage up, but each individual part of whatever you're cleaning has its own meter. 
So it's like left, oh, so you can kind of identify where. Yeah, left the grime left is side there. mirror. As you're spraying it, it's like filling up, and when it reaches 100 percent, boom, that one's done. <laughs> and it's genius because when you're doing big surface area stuff, say you're doing the outside of a house, you're doing a wall. You're not getting every speck of the wall. Mm-hmm. So when you reach 100 percent, the whole wall snaps and it's clean. Okay. So it's almost all clean, but you know you missed like this little spot over here, little spot over here. Rather than make you go look for it, it'll snap 100%. And like I said, if you hit that D-pad button, you literally see an orange like bright. It'll shine and, and like blink twice at you where the dirt is. You can also go into the pause menu and it will tell you the percentages for each individual piece. Okay. So when you get to like big jobs that you're doing, like a whole backyard, you're like, okay, I need to know, I need to know what I'm missing here because it's going to be like the window trim of the shed. Then you're like scouring the whole yard, finding what you're missing. Um, it's just really good. Does it get like really weird? How's the character development? Yeah. Dude, so here's the thing. This is what's cool. So you start in that tutorial thing, right? And when you hit like 50%, you get like a text pop-up on your screen. And it's someone being like, you know, the name of your power wash company is super boring. Is that, are you sure that's what you want to go with? Like it's your friend and you're their first, they're your first job. And so you, you know, back and forth there, they make a little comment. Then you go to your next job. And as you hit like certain percentages, you'll get different messages. And like I'm doing this person's backyard and I'll get a message that says like, um, man, the kids are getting really excited seeing how clean it is back there. You know, they haven't been, they haven't seen this place since, since, uh, you know, we were here 10 years ago or something, you know, like stuff like that. And it's just enough to be like, <laughs> oh, it's kind of cool. This is what it's about. This Where is it's what it's like, all about. It's not trying to like. It's not trying to like tell you this. It's you feel like you deserve a beer. (laughs) (laughs) But you get like some sort of satisfaction from it where you're like, you know, they're saying like, (laughs) they're saying like you, you know, oh yeah, I remember this from when I was a kid. You know, this is their parents' house. You get the gist of or whatever. And now they just inherited it or something like that. You know, (laughs) like little weird shit like that. They have a store where you can buy like new nozzles and new like equipment for it. You can get a, you can put the soap one on the Ooh. soap head. Different and, streams. Better be Ryobi. All, all the different streams. <laughs> yeah, better be Ryobi. But no, I I think this game for what it's doing, I think it's really really cool. But you have to you know exactly yeah, what yeah, this is. Yeah. Like well, there is no hiding. This is exactly what this is what made you download it it's a lot of people are talking about it oh really yeah right. a lot of people like it i didn't know if you just came across it and you're like a, you no, know what it's a new release in july and it's I, I heard a lot of good buzz about people being like it's just super satisfying mm-hmm. well do you think jumped in does it like the game go places where like eventually you can be like power washing ufos or like cows or something like that you know <laughs> Dan, you might be honest. I'm not sure, but you know, like maybe there's like there's like a weird moment. I've done like four or five jobs, done a couple houses, a couple backyards, you know, stuff like that. Nothing crazy yet. What if the people who did Power Wash Simulator? It's a decent did a, Is it first person? Is it first yes. person? What if they did a first person Super Mario Sunshine with the same mechanics? This is the these are the right mechanics for it. I'll tell you that. I don't know about the jumping. <laughs> not, not not that great. Mario. Um. 
and that spin maneuver. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> Mario. So, <laughs> so we talked about Stray. Now we've talked about Spray. And, uh, <laughs> What's next? <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, this is a game I would never buy. <laughs> never. Dan might because he never checks beforehand. <laughs> oh, this is on Game Pass. Did you buy, did you buy Stray? <gasps> did I buy Stray? on game pass no. i mean to some degree i didn't, I didn't, buy, I didn't buy stray no i did not i didn't buy stray. you have the premium or extra or whatever yeah, the hell it is yeah. right, good but yeah thanks so, to, thanks i mean you're still Ra- paying for it thanks but, yeah. to ralph by the way because the ps5 came with that it came with the what the ps5 that i got the it came with the subscription to, to PS extra Plus? to extra wow oh maybe, maybe not extra you might have bumped it up actually. It probably came with a PS. Yeah, it PS- probably came with the cards for. It PS may have Plus. came with. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I think they did that so they could charge you more regardless. Because it's like, here's your PS5 bundle. You have to get cards. Yeah, you have no you choice. Know, like, here's yeah, the yeah. extra hundred bucks you're spending to get. Oh, a year's subscription. Yeah, I don't remember that was. A, that was a uh, long yeah, you know what? I think for Stray and like that that brief catalog they have, I upgraded to extra last month or two months ago or something like that. Whenever, I did as whenever well. Whenever they did it. Yeah, I did as well. I don't think the premium is worth it personally because I'm not gonna. As much as I would love to have that backlog, I don't think I'm actually going to go play that backlog ever. So you got to be honest with yourself. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, in all honesty, I'm a little disappointed with the uh, catalog you get with the extra as well. It's not very vast. I mean, you do get just about every Ubisoft game, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So long as they keep doing things like Stray, even if they're five, ten hour but games. You know then, what they uh, did to shoot themselves in the foot is they, when the PS5 launched, they included all those greatest hits from PS4. Yeah. And in, some of those are on that. But that's in regular PS Plus. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. So if they had those for the extra, yeah, that'd be a pretty good deal. Right. You know I mean? Yeah, but we're so used to having them because you had... Bloodborne. I mean, we uh, probably had most of them anyway. God of War. But for yeah, people yeah. that didn't, like looking at that, it's like, whew. yeah, you know, there's a lot of good games. Yeah. But anyway, Power Wash Simulator. I think it's very cool for what it is. I mean, again, this is not something that I'm going to be talking about game of the year time. But I, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. It serves a purpose. Nice. I appreciate it. Cool. Next game I want to talk about is Multiverses. Yeah, I uh, that's the uh, Warner Brothers game, right? It is. This game is a fun surprise, man. Yeah, it's really good. Is it better than the Nickelodeon version? Way better. Wow, that's it's something. very good. It's a very good game. So it is a Smash like platform fighter, um, free to play, and they do the thing that a lot of free to play games do now, where it's like, all right, you have four. These four characters available for free. Mm-hmm. So you have Superman, um, Garnet from Steven Universe. Uh, who else is free? Wonder Woman and maybe like a Shaggy, something like that. So those are your Sounds free strong. characters. You get to play as them as much as you want. You play online with them. You play with friends with them, whatever you want to do. And then from there, as you earn in-game currency, you can unlock other characters and what they do as far as that is when you first start the game there's like a bunch of uh challenges basically oh do this do this you'll earn in-game currency and they string you along like just enough to let you unlock one character like really easily like that first night i got another character okay and then you they start like really pinching how much you get it's making you spend money obviously yeah but 
I do not think it is like so extreme on that front. And I think the game is really, really good. It feels tight to play. It feels it feels different than Smash. It's more floaty, but it's designed that way. Like a lot of the moves require that. It's really cool. And I I, I don't know how much I really can talk about a game like this. Like what is there really to say? It feels like Super Smash. It's designed around a 2v2 versus, instead of a 1v1. Okay. Or a free-for-all or whatever. 2v2 is like their mode, their recommended mode. Okay. You can do 1v1s online. But the reason 2v2 is what they recommend is because there are characters that are like support characters. And you can play them as on your own. So there's this character. So even I'll use Steven Universe as an example where Steven Universe is a character that he has some like shielding abilities and he has like a heal that he throws up in the air and it, it will heal people below them. Or he can put someone in a bubble and they'll just slowly float up, float up. So he may bubble somebody right before they get hit, a teammate, and allow that to happen. There's a one of the, I think it's the only original character that they made for this game, not like a Warner Brothers property. It's Rain Dog, like a reindeer dog. And that character has an ability where you lock on to your ally and if they're falling off the cliff, you press a button and you'll like suck them, back. them back up. Yeah. That's a horrible name for a character, by terrible, the way. Terrible, yeah. terrible name. Terrible. And I mean, it's cute little, <laughs> cute little reindeer dog, but uh, I also just don't know what, how the hell you even come up with that. It's just I mean, bizarre. that's just, that's just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the characters that they have in there so far are really unique and interesting. Like I, I love using Tom and Jerry which their whole shtick is like... They're oh, are they one character? They're one character, and they're like fighting each other, <laughs> and you happen to like get in the way if you're getting hit. So like, they have a thing that's where... That's how you fight. Yeah, like you have like a... It's like a, they have a little bit of like Rosalina and Luma kind of feel, mm-hmm. where like you have an attack that'll like launch Jerry across. Jerry's the mouse, right? Yeah. Like launch him across like with a tennis racket, and then you can do attacks like between, like shooting at each other with the you know the other character in between. Like That's they really, cool. interesting. They really thought about this and and designed a lot of these guys in an interesting way. Like Bugs Bunny can drop a safe out of the air <laughs> on somebody. He can like uh, burrow underground and d- jump up underneath them. Um, there is the Iron Giant, which. <gasps> Which I think is really funny because you're making him fight. <laughs> the whole thing was that he didn't like want to fight. Yeah. Um, but he has really unique abilities where like you're planting metal flowers and collecting them, and that's what like powers you up. It's like really cool. Like they really like thought about who these characters are and like right. designed it around it. And I think that is what makes it a really cool game. Wow. But and, it's a great cast and already. And then they have LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James, <laughs> who's a really cool character in the game. I mean, obviously, it's bizarre to have LeBron James. Yeah. But he's in his Toon Squad getup. He's from Space Jam. Um, and Michael Jordan from Space Jam? No, no. Couldn't get that license. Um, that license has to be up by now. <laughs> but they, like LeBron James, for example, all his moves are basketball related. But the way that they... Like even his like taunts and stuff. Like one of his moves is like uh, him throwing powder in the air, 
like from which him is him though doing, I mean, that, you, you yeah, get what that's I mean like, yeah. like they're really like it's cool yeah. like they really did a good job and I love the cast so far and I or they already announced they're adding Rick and Morty as separate characters nice um, more I, Game of Thrones characters I would assume some other stuff leaked right. about um, Daenerys oh, and yeah. um, I feel like Jon Snow would be a some oh, Lord of the Rings characters one. oh really oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. they have I mean, they already have a good cast, and they're going to be adding more. Right. I love playing as this is awesome. I, Velma is my favorite character from Scooby Doo, <laughs> and Velma is the way that she plays is she like finds clues, so she'll she'll like shout out like <laughs> she'll like put a magnifying glass up and do this like ray that goes all the way across. And you can go like up and down with it, and if you hit them, they get stunned. But then it'll spawn a clue in the world, and you have to like jump around and grab that clue. And when you get a certain amount of clues, her super ability is like to call the cops. <laughs> and literally, a police car shows up and grabs a character, throws him in, and drives off the cliff. That's amazing! <laughs> it's that's so, so funny. cool. That's but she shit lose like your glasses, that. and you gotta like try to find your glasses. Does that happen? I think that's like a taunt or something. But she, her head gets bigger as she's finding more clues. Like, she does this thing where she just, like, if she hits some, somebody, they get, like, targeted. And then she shoots at, like, her normal attack is, like, speech bubbles instead of her, like, punching. And the speech bubbles are, like, heat seek them and hit them. It Like, the game has great style. It's wow. very thought out. Very, very thought, thought out. out. And, and, and to have, like, Adventure Time, Steven Universe, right. like... These are just, it's, it's a diverse a, group. Yeah, it's a very interesting array of characters. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, doesn't WB also own, like, the Batman uh, franchise? Well, well Batman's know, like, in this game. Oh, he is in the game? Batman, Superman, Harley Quinn, they're in the uh, game right oh, now. Okay, all right. So, yeah. It's cool. Oh, I guess, Wonder yeah, Woman. Any DC characters. Really, they're all in they, it. Probably all, most of them. Yeah. So, I, I, I really, I'm pretty high on this game. Like, it's it's really, really cool. Interesting. Uh, and, it, again, it's free to play. Just download it on your PlayStation or Xbox or Can't whatever you want to play it on, and uh, and start it up. Cool. I really recommend it. I think I will. It's a good game. Next game, gentlemen. Let's talk about hindsight. Hindsight. So Dan, you've been playing hindsight. I've started and finished hindsight. Okay. It is a narrative uh, adventure game. Mostly narrative. It's 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 what we what the kids would call a walking sim. Uh, and it is a really interesting game. This is one that I've had my eye on uh, for Manapurna for a while. Um, and it the pitch of it is you're playing as a character. You play. It's weird to call her a character. It's just a person. You're playing as a person that uh, has lost their mother. You know, they're an adult. So, like, mother's grown old, you know, mm. passed away. And you're going back to your childhood home and, like, putting her things together. Like, gathering her belongings, right? The way that the game is played is you are kind of walking around this environment and interacting with objects. And what you do to advance it, it's not like it's a puzzle or challenging but it's thematically interesting is you're picking up an object and you're seeing into it a scene like inside of like the actual object is made up of the scene. So you're spinning the camera around it 
to find a spot and then diving into that object to dive into the scene. So it's very memory based. It's it goes through this person's memories from they were a child and what their upbringing was like, what their relationship to their parents is like. Um, and I think it is a very well told story. I think the main topics that it talks about is like relationships between children and parents and how like, like when you're growing up, you see things from such a unique perspective Mm. and you never really think about the parents perspective when you're a child. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't really like take a minute to think about what they're thinking in their decision. You just see it from your own like worldview. And I think it's just a really good game. Like it is, it is, two or three hours it is i think it's 15 bucks i played it on switch on switch i know it's on pc it sounds interesting i I think it might be on everything i think i might like it dan i think you'll like it yeah and i will say the thing about it and the thing you should know going in is it's just a personal story there's no like pomp and circumstance to it it's not dramatized you know what I'm saying? Like, like your typical game story would be way more like dramatic, and there would be rise and fall, and you know these big scenes, and and there are definitely some gut punches and some interesting scenes, but this is more just like here's a bunch of memories and and a conclusion, and I I thought it was really well done. A really well-told story, solid writing. It's voice acted. Uh, it has a really cool, like flat, a flat shading look to it, almost like a Virginia. If okay. anyone's played yeah. that, yeah, back in 2016, baby. Wow, is that right? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I I really like hindsight. Uh, I don't think it's gonna like bowl anyone over. Again, it's not really trying to do the thing of like pull at you and show you this horrible thing that happened. You know what I mean? Like it's not even, I think of like a before your eyes last year where it's like, I love before your eyes. This is like a more mundane story. Mm-hmm. Not even the fact that before your eyes has like fantastical stuff, but just in the, in the criteria of what the story is, the nuts and bolts, this is more of like a, this is a like this may be a story that you know somebody mm-hmm. that this is their life story. You know what I mean? Mm. No, I like uh, it though. Sometimes it's those. I don't. I guess I don't use the word mundane, but just sort of those realistic. Yeah. You know, life isn't always pomp and circumstance. It yeah. just sort of is. And I really appreciated it for that. I really liked the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's a very good game. I really like the soundtrack, and I, I think the narrative is very, very good. Good, man. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm going to look into this. That sounds interesting to me. Yeah, it's a beautiful little game. I like it. All right, gentlemen, last but not least, I've been dying all episode to hear about this because as I got here, Dan was playing this game, and I have <laughs> heard about this game, and I want all the details. I have questions. Sure. Dan, I want to talk about Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb, my dudes. Oh. Baba. It is Cult of the Lamb is such a unique game. It is part roguelike 
isometric action in the vein of like a Hades. Mm-hmm. It's part uh, like town builder in the vein of your Dark Cloud, Shelby. Um, Stardew Valley, a little bit Animal Crossing, and like a taking care of stuff. So yeah, story. it's really good, <laughs> really really good. But, but give us the. The, so the darkness, Dan. Yeah, the whole the whole shtick. I'll tell you exactly how the opening of the game starts. Um, you are this little lamb being sh- ushered into this demonic, uh, like offering. These like guys in hoods and daggers are like pushing you to go into the the middle of the pentagram to. Uh, be sacrificed and as you lay there this little crying sheep um the executioner comes to strike you down and it flashes to white and you see this evil looking creature basically say all right little sheep i'm gonna give you your life back but if you if i do you are going to start a cult in my name He's called the the one who knows, I believe. I hope that's his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's the one who's something, <laughs> uh, um, but I do think it is that. That's a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so he brings you back. You get this little hat on your head, which is like one of his eyeballs, basically, and you slaughter all the people that just tried to put you down. I should have mentioned. In front of that little demonic circle that you were just being sacrificed, there are four godlike creatures, and they are all kind of looking at you, talking, and saying, like, all right, this is the last of its kind. All we have to do is sacrifice this one, and, and that's it, and he'll be gone forever, and then, boom, now you're sent back. You kill all the guys that were trying to put you there, and the game kicks off. Um, you meet a friend pretty shortly after um, who kind of tutorializes things and walks you through. So the flow of the game is you go into the dungeon, you just, you know hack and slash, fight your way to the end. All the while you're gaining resources like gold and bones and lumber and stone and also you're finding followers. It, it has that classic roguelike um, chart where it's like, okay, you know, think of Slay the Spire, think of FTL, think of roguelike games where it's like you start here, you have three branches with a little icon of what's there. It may be a person, it may be a stone, it may be a berry, it may be a sword, and all those things mean something, and you're choosing where you're going based on those icons and kind of doing what needs to be done there. Um, and as you're doing it, you're traveling through your fighting guys. Um, and then you, at the end of the dungeon, you go back to your, like basically the homestead of your cult. There's a shrine that you build to, to in your name. It's a big statue of you. And uh, you gain these followers, you indoctrinate them, and it has a huge, very complex, interesting systems with that 
like town management system. I'll talk about them, but know ahead of time that I'm going to get into nitty gritty stuff that may just make people's eyes glaze over. But if you're interested, you should listen. Um, so you're indoctrinating these followers and all of them have their own attributes and they have a hunger meter and they have a like satisfaction meter. So if they get hungry, you build a fire and you can cook food for them. When they're hungry, they'll walk over, eat the food, the hunger meter fills. So not only does each individual follower have a hunger meter, but in the top left, you have a, a, it's basically, I forget what they call it, but it's basically like follower satisfaction with the cult. It's a big globe. And then a smaller one with the hunger meter. And so that those are the two things that you're constantly juggling. Um, things that'll improve the followers like love of the cult would be um, speaking at your church, giving a sermon. So you have a little church that you speak to. You give a sermon, everyone says, oh, we love our cult leader, and the, the happiness goes up, right? Uh, you can also individually, once a day, and you can only do the sermon once a day, and it's, it's not a real-time clock, obviously, but there is a clock in the top left that just circles around, goes day to night, and then it'll pop up and say day 40 or whatever you're on. Okay. Um, as you... So you can only give the sermon once a day, but you can also only go to each follower and uh, like inspire them once a day or bless them is, is how it starts. So you give a blessing. They have their own little experience bar above their head. And, and when you bless them or you give a sermon or anything, that experience bar fills up. And your top left overall satisfaction fills up. So you're constantly trying to keep that up, but also improve your town, improve your followers. Uh, reminds me of like roller coaster tycoon satisfaction sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. like but oh, it, God damn it, Jerry, cleaning up your puke <laughs> again off the sidewalk. So in this game, your followers have to poop every once in a while, and they'll just shit on the ground, and you got to go over and sweep it up to keep because the only other globe, the third one over there, is like cleanliness. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if they eat bad food, they, they'll vomit, and you got to clean it up. Um, sometimes, sometimes a follower may die, whether by natural causes or by murder by you. Um, and sometimes, if someone witnesses that, they may get grossed out and start throwing up. Um, but anyway, before I get into some of that stuff, I'll just keep with the meter. So, so you're balancing all this stuff. You're building out farms, planting seeds, growing crops, using them in dishes to feed your followers. Um, and now, so, so what ends up happening is if the satisfaction gets lower, you may have a dissenter in your ranks. Someone that is saying, hey, this guy's bullshit, this cult's not real. And they literally get a megaphone, their eyes turn red, and they get a <laughs> megaphone, and you hear them going, bah! And all, I can't get no <laughs> satisfaction. All the other, <laughs> it was happening when I saw right here. Yeah. All, <laughs> all the other followers may like, as they're working and doing their stuff, they may stop and listen, and then their satisfaction is lowering, and their chance of becoming a dissenter is increasing. Mm. So maybe you got to build a prison, 
<laughs> to throw this dissenter in and be like, no, 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 make a martyr of him. So what you oh, can no. do, this is where it's, this is what, this is the kind of shit that takes this game from like a cool idea to a, an excellent game. And with a dissenter, you can choose to either re-educate them or to kill them. And the re-education is something you can only do once per day and it lowers their dissenter level by a certain amount. But as they're just walking around town, their dissenter level is slowly increasing again. So it's like an uphill battle. If you put them in the prison, their dissenter level stops where it is. And then when you re-educate them, it lowers, but it won't increase. Okay. So that's the point of a prison aside from just putting somebody in there that's dangerous. Uh, you can you you basically unlock skills for yourself as you're playing and one of them will be like a murder ability where you can just murder your followers if you choose to do so so what you may want to do is hey this is the center i don't i don't have time to re-educate him i gotta just take him out so now it's like all right do i just take him out in town square and scare the shit out of everybody or do i wait till everyone's sleeping wake him up and go murder him then there's a problem of, okay, I just murdered this guy. Now he's got a dead body here. What am I going to do with it? You can either prep him for a burial and like mummify him basically, or you can chop him up and gain some meat for your followers. <laughs> She's a witch. <laughs> and now in your skill tree that you're upgrading uh, by keeping your followers happy and filling those XP bars, you're gaining like skills. Mm. Now I unlocked a ritual that's a sacrifice ritual. Okay, so now I have a new solution for people. I can sacrifice them at the altar, and everyone's super happy and has <laughs> a ton of satisfaction because, wow, we did this amazing sacrifice, and the gods are happy with us. Um, this is all without mentioning another skill tree that's like new buildings and new upgrades. So it's super deep. There's a lot of stuff going on. But it layers in at a rate that never feels overwhelming. You never, and, and I know I've played games like this, so I may be at an unfair advantage, but I really believe that like this game doles this stuff out in such a smart pace and such a smart way that it just, it you wrap your head around it the whole time. Like there's no like question marks. There's no like, what is this? I don't know what this is doing. It's all very straightforward. It's all well explained. And it's super fucking fun, man. And as you're doing these days, your followers are aging. And when they reach a certain age, they're elderly. And they don't work anymore. And they just walk really slowly. They're in like a white robe now. And now I'm like, maybe this is the guy I'm going to sacrifice. I was just about to say, sound like a bunch of sacrificial lambs to me. <laughs> Dude, but there's really, there's so much to this. You build a mission, a missionary where you can send a follower out and they have a, like a small chance, like depending on their level, they have a higher chance of succeeding versus failing. You get to choose what they go on the mission for. Are they looking for follower? Are they looking for berries? Are they looking for lumber? Whatever you're looking for, you can send them out on missions. I like that. There's so much to this. This is why like it's right up your alley show. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I'm telling <laughs> you, there's a lot of cool shit that reminded me of like a dark cloud type of game. I like it. Um, the thing I want to mention, so I've been heaping praise upon this game. What takes this game from like, man, this is a really cool game, and it's right now it's in my top 10, for where I see the potential for me to be like fighting for this for like one or two, 
there's a few things that they really just miss the boat on. And I think there are enough of them that it's like, to me, this is still a game I highly recommend. I think it's excellent. But it kind of reminded me of when I was talking about Card Shark. And I'm like, man, I love this game. It's so, so cool. And then I'm like, ah, there's a couple things. So number one, there's a lot of bugs. It's a buggy game. So I've, I ran into a bug where I wasn't allowed to go to the dungeon until I completed this quest. But in order to complete the quest, I needed more money. And I couldn't get money without going to the dungeon. So I was in this weird like loop where I just ran a bunch of days and got money enough money that way. Where gotcha. I should not have had to do that. It was very tedious. Um, there's this. I've sent five different followers on missions, right? Mm-hmm. Three of the times... It was an eighty-something percent chance of success. Two of the times, it was a seventy percent something chance of success. Every single time, they died, <laughs> and all five of them. So there's a possibility that the luck just wasn't on my side. But at this point, I'm like, well, I'm just not doing this anymore because this is like ridiculous. It would be really five funny if died. that was the game. They just they never survive, <laughs> and they just don't tell you that. But that to me, that read as like something's wrong with this because it was literally like 85 percent chance three times in a row and i failed all three i'm like come on um there the traits of the followers so every time you gain a new follower they have like their own unique traits so it'll be like natural skeptic which (laughs) means right when they sign up for the cult you lose 10 of your follower happiness because it's really like belief you know, it's not okay, like follower right. happiness. It's like how much they believe in you. Right. And that person is so more skeptical. To be a so he's going to be like, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. There's one that would be like, oh, uh, you know, they work 15% faster. They do this, they do that. But I see so many repeats of that. Mm. Like, there's only like 10 or 15 of those traits. Okay. Where really, if they did like 100 of them, it would feel like so cool you know what i'm saying like it would it would make everyone feel like oh i know who this follower is right right, right. instead of just like oh i know this guy because i know his face gotcha he's a little bug instead of a little goat you know like everyone has like a different animal face but i'm not making decisions based on that i'm not like oh this guy you know gets 10 percent less of this currency when he prays let me put him in the lumber yard instead it's all negligible where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter who's where. Where really, if that did matter, it would be really cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would like that a lot. Um, another thing is on top of the, all the stuff that we talked about, there are other areas other than the dungeon that you can go to. And one is like um, that tutorial guy's homestead. You can play this like dice. It's like a very basic dice game, but you can gamble with them. Um, on that, which is cool. Another one is like there's a fishing area with some quests and you can get fish for food. And all of those places are just, that's all they are. Like it's like, this is the place where you do fishing. This is the place where you do this. Like there's not much else there where I would have loved to have seen like, oh, here's this cool side quest. Here's this. Here's some characterization, you know, stuff like that. Uh, And then lastly, the combat. It is totally serviceable. It is a isometric action game. You're slashing your sword. You have a good dodge roll. Hmm. You have a Y ability. It, it 
reminds me of Hades, but obviously not at Hades right, level. Right, right. But it has that. You have your main weapon, and then you have your special ability. It even is so much like Hades that you have like four charges of your special ability, and as you attack guys, you refill that charge, and then you get to use another. Um, but it just is not like that engaging. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not kind of like a, a means to get back to the town and where the then, town thing is super cool. Like right. I want to spend all my time in the town thing. Right. And that's kind of a saying something about the combat. Right. And it's, it's fine. And it, it serves a purpose. I think of a game like Stardew Valley, they have a whole area where you can go kill monsters in the caves. The combat's not good, <laughs> but that is such a small part of that game. Mm hmm. Whereas this is the other main part. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so those kind of are my downsides. But other than that, like I, I have played maybe eight to ten hours. And it just came out last Thursday. Okay. It's just so good. It's very good on Switch. Load times are a little long, but that's just because it's on Switch. I'm sure if it, if you got it on PC or any PS5 or whatever, it would be faster. But I I really love it. Is I, this a Game Pass game at all? No, it's no, not Game okay. Pass. Right. Um, I think it's 25 bucks. I highly, highly recommend it. I think it's a really interesting, unique kind of game that I I think more people should be playing. I, I've I've been hearing a lot of people playing it, which I'm I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm in the second dungeon out of. I, I'm gonna guess five, but it looks like four. Okay. I'm gonna guess we go against our our beloved guy that brought us back to life at the end. Um. And I the only things I didn't mention that I'll close off with is the style of it. I know you saw a little bit of me playing Dan. It's this cool like mesh of like almost like flash animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so cool to see these like cutesy big eyed characters do these like horrible things it's like a happy tree fringe remember that but that's what it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing that's cool about it is it totally goes for it and it nails what and it's it, going no, for it's good the music is so fucking good i'm <laughs> so excited for you guys it's like hear. heavy metal or is it Dude, like it, it's got a wide range of styles but every track is good like okay, everything nice. is good it's so cool um I just I think it's a really good game. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm incredibly intrigued. Yeah, you you guys really got to play. You're playing it. on Switch, you said. I'm playing on Switch. That's it, it runs well on Switch. I get a little bit of slowdown in boss fights. Nothing that holds me back mm. from recommending it. And like I said, the load times are a little bit long. Right. But that's how they always used to be. So Switch is is still in that old system. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Cult of the Lamb. It's it's an August game, so it's not eligible for July. Uh, but it's it's my favorite game of the ones we talked about. I'll say that. Wow! But what is your game of July, Dan? Into the breach. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if I could do that. So we we both played Stray, Dan. The other games that came out in July are Power Wash Simulator, Escape Academy, uh, Live Alive, and let's check Multiverse's date. Um, I got it here. I'm checking it. Yeah, I think it's July. July 19th. So, 
full right? release? Didn't they do like a beta first? So that this is the beta technically. Oh, it still is. Okay, it's a free to play game. So yeah, so it's, this is the release. They're just gonna keep upgrading. Yeah, it. yeah. this is the release. Um, they had a closed beta. Yeah, like a couple weeks before it, and then this is like the quote unquote beta. But gotcha. It's the game. What do you think? I mean, based on everything that we've talked about, I mean, I don't know. Is Alive Alive like, is that so, what it, what's it called? Live Alive. Live Alive. <laughs> is it Live Alive? It's or Live, is it live uh, A Live. live. Yeah, not good. Dumb. Not good. <laughs> um, so the problem is I only played, I'm on the, I'm at the end of the third out of eight. Oh, right, right. So it's hard for me to say for sure. I think that's the one I'm most, I would say, I, I, I anticipate it being my favorite of the group. But I did like Stray. But I think Multiverse is a better game than Stray. Okay. You know what Stray rhymes with? Just okay. <laughs> Stray is just okay. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. What do you think? I think we should go with what you think is the better game. But you don't think Stray is high enough caliber to to fight for here over a multiverses? I mean, that's. I just feel like that's unfair on my part because that's the only one that I've played. Of course. Mm. But I think so if I, you were here saying, hey, I think Stray should be July's game of the month, I would, I would appreciate that. Dan, I think Stray should be July's game of the month. By appreciate, I meant like <laughs> I would take stock in that. Oh. <laughs> Not like I would be happy oh. that you do that. Um. But do you, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think multiverse is a better game. Okay. Then I'm fine with multiverse being our game of, of the month. Okay. And I do think Live Alive is probably the right choice, but I don't think I've played enough to really say that. Okay. We can revisit. Let's go multiverses. <laughs> All right. Good game. Good ass game. <laughs> well, gentlemen, on that note, <laughs> Dan, thank you for opening up your abode to us. Always. And, and sharing this episode with me. Always happy to do so, Dan. Shelby, thank you as well for taking time out of your busy schedule to share this moment with us. No problem. And <laughs> thank you for the <laughs> listeners at home for always listening to us. Um, I appreciate you all. What if they're in the car? Oh, what I say? What if they're at work? At home. Oh, in the car, at work, if you're on a walk. I don't know. Appreciate you for just opening up your earbuds to us. And... Uh, Listen, be good to each other, and until next time, peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcasts or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Stitcher. My God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.